This is an encore of an earlier program. We are not able to accept your calls. It's a mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king. A quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And as I said earlier, next week we will be on remote Sons of Italy Car Show at Laprino Foods. And if you don't know where that is, just Google Laprino Foods and you cannot miss it. 38th and Pecos roughly is where it is. If you get in that general vicinity next week, trust me, you will find us. I'll be on air, of course, talking about it given, you know, I really don't need to give exact directions. I mean, pretty much anybody in Denver knows that area. I'll give some specifics next week. Today also, I should have mentioned, I-70 eastbound is closed from essentially I-25 out to the 270, you know, interchange-ish roughly. And uh, it's closed right now because they're opening up all of the eastbound lanes, HOV and so on. And then they'll start reworking on the westbound lanes to get all of that uh, sort of tidied up over the next two or three months. I should have talked about this this past week. But if you're out and about today, that eastbound I-70 will be closed so kind of a well you have to avoid the area you don't have any choice they're getting you off at i-25 if you head east on i-70 so you've either got to take 76 and go around uh back out to 270 and swing around that way if you're going to the airport from the west side of town or you got to run down you know i-25 and head head around that direction so it just depends on how you want to do it gary in fort collins you are next we got a couple lines open but go ahead gary hey john gary uh, first of all, the fastest I've ever gone was 125 miles an hour in my dad's 1972 Pontiac Bonneville, and that had the 455 engine in it. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty fast for that car. Yeah, it was floating. Yeah, yeah I, was gonna I say can imagine. Yeah, no, that was fast. Car. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I need some uh, help on an electrical problem. Okay. It's a 1980 Corvette L82. And it's white with a T-top. And I can't get uh, my dome light or those side door lights to turn off. Does that all run through uh, that, the, uh, <clears throat> the switch, the light switch inside? 82? 1980. Uh, 80. 1980. 1980 Corvette. So it's just got the little... Uh, door switches, door jam switches. Little silver door jam switches or gold door yeah. jam switches. Yeah. So I've fiddled around with those and fiddled around, you know, turning the lights and stuff I mean, on. It, those do run through the dome lamp portion right. of the light switch, yes, right. if that's what you're asking. If, if okay. You're, if you're trying to get them to go off, I would unplug the if, – if you've tried messing with the door switches already, I would try unplugging the headlight switch next. Okay. If that doesn't shut them off, 
then there's something there's a short somewhere around we got something crossed somewhere yeah there's something grounded because those door jam switches ground they don't send power they just ground correct so if you they're hard but you can actually even unscrew those door jam switches and unplug them completely if it's still on at that point it's not any either of those switches right and as long as those wires don't touch the ground but there's nothing there's they can't they're closed so usually you can't so there's might be two wires on those actually well i can't remember on it because do they screw into fiberglass i mean i I just yeah on an 80 that'll have two on it sorry 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 that's a corvette there's no great that's right Right. that's right sorry good good call ken (laughs) thank you yes yeah so okay well uh, i've i've had Raleigh Purifoy work on it before, but I'm up in Fort Collins, so I'll try what you. You should be able to try that one on your own. That one's not too yeah, hard I mean, to diagnose. Isolating those circuits right there, not I mean, hard. Yeah, and it could just be the dome light shorted, or the uh, switch is shorted, or the door jam switches. Door right. jam switches typically fail on right. those, so okay. I would. Well, I, I could fiddle around with that, and then uh, one more thing about gasoline. When I was in high school, my car was a 1929 Model A Ford. Ah. Okay. And gasoline, twenty nine cents a gallon. Yep. And I could not get three dollars in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. Gary, for no, that. thank you very thanks, much. Gary. I appreciate the phone call very much. Uh, Wayne in uh, Nebraska. What's going on, Wayne? Uh, it's hot here. It's hot. <laughs> How are you doing? We're doing good. It's uh. Well, it's 88 here, but not a lot of wind blowing, so it'll be a little warm yeah, once we get harder, out of the studio, it's too. Yeah, than there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I've uh, got two, two things to mention. My little brother outran a Stinger, Dodge Stinger, from Ogallala to Grant with my dad's Chrysler, big Newport Chrysler, 168 miles an hour. Wow. Really? Okay, was it, and he, it had, he it had things done to it, or what? That That's fast. Old. That Chrysler would really run. Uh, uh, a 380-something in it, three-speed, automatic. Okay. Okay. Uh, another event, when I was in the Navy, 69, they headed out of, out of Denver, you know, on the interstate or wherever they went, but they did go down to the uh, through the Holyoke Road down through there. To Grant, and uh, it's about 210 miles or so, and he beat that record less uh, this a little over three hours. Wow! And he was really running. On I that. would guess yeah, so. Yeah, no, he's hauling. Yeah. yeah. So you know, some of those cars back then really did run good. Oh sure. Uh, in a st- in the, as a stock form. Yeah. I just thought I'd add No, that. a good one. No, Wayne, appreciate that. No, appreciate it. I don't know it. what speed. I know how fast the Chrysler was because I was in it. <laughs> Amazing. When that deal happened. Pretty fast. But with, yeah. uh, uh, going to Denver, I didn't know. Or from Denver back to Grant. Pretty fast. Yep. That's pretty fast. Good story. Wayne, think- thanks. No, appreciate that very much. Dennis in Aurora, squeeze you in before the break. Go ahead, sir. Hello. Hello, Dennis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a general question about uh, transmission maintenance. Sure. I have a, uh, I have a 17 GMC. It's got a, a six-speed automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the uh, owner's manual recommends 45,000 miles, and 
do you think that's reasonable, or yes. should I change it more frequently? Oh. You know, are you towing anything regularly, no. or no? If you're just no, driving I, it, uh, that's fine. Unloaded, yeah. Floating. Yeah, mostly I don't carry a lot of weight. Uh, yeah. I just chug around town primarily. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Between forty and fifty, I would say you're. And, you're and real fine. quick, yeah. the reason why Ken asked that a moment ago, if you are towing, and depending upon the load, the weight, the size of the trailer, and so on, yeah, we're going to increase that yep. interval. Sure. Because uh, it just sure. saves you know saves the transmission on down the road, but no, and and good question by the way. The, the fluid is heated more when you're towing, and so that degrades right. the fluid quicker. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, a transmission temperature um, readout on the dash that I can look at occasionally, you know. But yeah, like I say, I'm not carrying any heavy loads or towing anything right. heavy. Yeah. What what generally happens when in that first service interval? Uh, do they just uh, drain it, put in new fluid? Well, typically we would flush it. You know, you okay, want to. Yeah, yeah, you want to flush involved. it. Yeah, exactly. I see. That's Are there best integral uh, filters in most of these trends? There is on that one, but you know, it, it's more of a strainer type thing. So it's it's not something that you know typically with clean fluid. You know, you flush it out, and the fluid stays clean in the filter. The filter, <laughs> out of out of all the filters we've pulled off you know i mean you have to pull them off every now and then for pan gaskets and things like that but it's rare that you ever see anything in a transmission filter unless it's unless it's come completely apart you know unless there's damage inside right and then it needs more than that so it's (laughs) yeah 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 also i a couple of weeks ago i heard uh, you guys talking about the need for burning 87 octane and direct injection engines because uh, that would probably been last week i wasn't here but that was probably dennis and the guys talking about it yeah and that, that a couple, could, no it was a couple yeah. weeks ago i think i don't know two weeks anyway. ago well we were we were off for fourth of july so it's been three okay. weeks ago if More that's that. the case <laughs> but yeah oh, but i mean so 87 octane well direct injection the, the, the key to direct injection is a in this, because I'm a big believer, it really varies from vehicle to vehicle. Depends on the vehicle, the compression ratio, and so on. Some vehicles, yes, will run better on 87 than on 85. Some require 91. Yeah. It depends on the vehicle, who yeah. made it, right. all of that. And I, we, we've, we've mentioned in the last uh, couple of segments here the EPR, the engine performance restoration on direct injection vehicles. It is a must, and I'm going to say a must to use that every single oil change without fail every every oil change? every oil change without fail they will build carbon otherwise they're going to build carbon anyways yeah this is the only exactly. thing you can do yeah. to even help prevent that okay. they're going to build carbon no matter what yeah okay yes yeah, so i have uh, only thirty-five thousand on this truck so uh, but still, I guess it, it happens every Yeah, and on that truck, year. it's not quite as as big of a deal, because I don't think 2017, that was direct injection anyways at that Pretty point. Sure was it was, was five, it in 2017? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 5.3 5. liter V8. Okay, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. 5.3, sorry, yeah. yes. Is it, is it a direct injection? I'm, is that what you I believe pretty, that one I'm is, pretty yes. sure it is. I know the 6.2s were... It was funny, the 2017, 18 years, There's it gets kind of weird there, yeah. so we'd have to double-check that exactly. for sure, Dennis, oh, really? but probably <laughs> is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So you recommend the EPR every single auto? Yeah, and on that, in that particular vehicle, because you've got the uh, uh, cylinder de- deactivation on that as well, that one is extremely yes. critical to keep good 
clean oil change it as as you're supposed to which the, not yeah. the factory specs by the way but four or yeah. five thousand uh, miles yeah. is when you want to change oil on that and you yeah. have to use yeah. the right dexos uh, you know, synthetic, full synthetic yeah. oil in it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I never, I never let it go. Perfect. Past five. Perfect. I mean, I, um, okay. Uh, where, where is that EPR available for? A BG has it. If you're doing your own oil changes, you can pick Aurora. All the Aurora stores will have BG on the shelf, and you can buy it at any of the Aurora stores. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you very much. Dennis, no, thank you. Great questions, by the way. Appreciate it very much. Kevin, hang tight in the springs. We've got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years, probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Today's broadcast of Drive Radio is an encore of a previous program. We will not be able to take your phone calls. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive out here in Aurora. Good question came in. Kevin, give me one second. Uh, good question came in. Uh, what's the best procedure to break in a Duramax diesel engine on a newly purchased 2022 GMC Dually pickup? Nothing. Get I wouldn't maybe. I wouldn't haul maybe a really super heavy load for maybe a couple thousand miles. But honestly, it's not like the old days. Get in and drive it. There really isn't any break-in procedures a, like there used to be. Avoid full throttle maybe for the first. You know, a few high miles, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe five hundred or. You get a thousand, a thousand plus miles on it. Go tow whatever you want to. Yeah. Have yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. Really, it's not like the old days. It's it's right. not as big of an issue as it used to yeah. be. So, good question though. By the way. Yeah. Exactly. You, you don't want to. You know, if there was something to do, you'd want to do it. But no, on that truck, just get in it. Get and in and go. Gr- great truck, by the way. They yeah. they work very very well. So, uh, Kevin in Colorado Springs, you are next. I've got an oh hi. Oh, this is uh, Kevin. I've got an 03 Lincoln Navigator where the key is uh, sticking in the ignition. And two keys, you know, one's new, one's old, they both get stuck. And I discovered by accident that when the battery was disconnected, the key would slide right out. So my, my locksmith thought it might be something to do with some electronics that sense whether or not you're in park or yeah or in reverse in the selector right so is your shifter loose at all like is it is it real uh, we see it on a lot of fords where the shifter is is kind of the just the handle is kind of loose is it loose at all or haven't no i haven't seen that okay the car's got about a hundred and fifty thousand miles on it's not super old okay sure but it's got of course the the console floor shifter oh okay so it's got a floor shifter on it. Oh, okay. I was thinking yeah, of column shifters, yeah. But, um, yeah, the floor shifters. So don't. Uh, one thing you can try, yeah, if you can't get the key out with the battery connector. Okay, so try pushing the f- shifter further into park and see if that makes any difference. Okay. Because it, it yeah, sounds like a safety switch, huh? right? Exactly, and try that because that could be locking it. It's maybe just not making contact with that switch, and the solenoid's not working, or the solenoid or switch could be defective too, causing it to do that. Yeah. So it won't come out at all, or does it do it intermittently? Uh, it won't come out at all. Okay, but with yeah. the battery disconnected, it does. You know, it just it slides right out. Yeah. Just as smooth as you'd like. Okay. But it's, it's something is locking it in there. Where And he said that some of the Fords had, you know, some electronic uh, issues with them where, you know, they wouldn't let you remove the key while the car was running. Right. Uh, like the, some old cars would do. So it's part of this. It secures the key in the ignition. He said that may be the problem. It's, he didn't think it was actually a lock problem for him. 
Right. I, I kind of tend to agree with them. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like there's right. something electronic there that's not not allowing it to do that. And when you shut it off, does it feel like it goes all the way into the off position properly? It, yeah, it feels like okay. it. Okay. So yeah. it's not like after you disconnect the battery that it, you can turn it a little bit more and it'll come out? No. Okay. If it's in the off position, you disconnect the negative cable huh. and pull the key right out. Really? Okay. I've never heard of it. Uh, or never, I guess never really encountered a problem with or a situation like that where it was electrically locked into the cylinder. But I, at this point, yeah, I, I, I hadn't was either. not aware of that, <laughs> yeah, where that they had something like that, yeah. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. Well, I, I had a, go ahead. a funny story about speed. Okay. Back in uh, 1970 when I was came out from New York City to go to DU, I bought a $125 car at a used car dealer, and it was, uh, you might guys might remember this, it was a 56 Dodge Coronet with the D500 option. Oh, nice car, so actually. The, the 315. Yeah. yeah. They're collectible today. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It was only a four-door sedan, you know, uh, and it had the salmon color on the side, you know, two-tone, and 315-inch V8, four-barrel dual exhaust. So, you know, back then, Aurora was pretty open. Yeah. One time I'm driving around about 11 o'clock at night by myself, and I'm out east, and I decide, well, I wonder what this thing will do. So I'm heading out east, and uh, it's going up and up and up, the things to the floor, it's still accelerating, and I hit 115, and then I, I hear a little voice in my head saying, remember, the back tires are bald. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, that really tends to scare you a little bit. So I eased off, you know, the throttle completely and then braked it down. But I always thought uh, that might have been, if you believe in guardian angels, that might have been a, some uh, possibility there, right? Time to rethink right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's and that's fun. what you do when you're you know, 18 years old. Sure. You don't think about anything until right. you know, yeah. you're in the moment. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. so, all right. Well, thanks for the advice uh, on the keys. I, I might ask the dealer if they have any, you know, shop bulletins or anything on it. Yeah, yeah, it's just real peculiar. Might, but there, there's probably just in that park switch or that circuit there that's not releasing that is what I'm thinking. And I've, I've just yeah. never heard of it, an actual piece locking it in like that. Usually it keeps it from turning all the way or something like that. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. 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 But I guess well, you don't. We don't see a lot of those center console shifters on those either, you know. Because true, yeah, most of them had a column shifter. But oh well, this is in the. Yeah, I the, think every Lincoln Navigator I've seen, they all had bucket seats with a console. You know, and, I, and yeah, a floor and, shifter. Right, and you said Navigator, and I was thinking Expedition, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Right, yeah, the same thing. Other than the yeah. console Basically. shifter. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, well, Kevin. Take it easy. You too. Appreciate it very much. Up. No, thank you so much for the phone call. We appreciate it. Uh, Jeff in La Junta. What's going on, Jeff? All right. Let me get you off the speaker. All righty. Appreciate that. Okay. Um, well, I bought this um, 1983 Dodge Ram 50. I've had it about three years. Got about $5,000 in it. Okay. Um, 
um, me and my wife, it's our anniversary. We'll be married 39 years, and that's when we were married that year. Congratulations. You know? So, so um, what I've done is I got me an engine. It had the four-cylinder in it. It's kind of a heavy-dutier truck, you know, for that time. And it had um, I got a four-cylinder with 60,000 miles on it, and they redid that, rebuilt that, put that in. I got a new carburetor on it. Guess what? That thing will sit there and run two, three hours. It'll run a whole tank of gas out. But if you get down the road, you can't go anywhere, and it heats up and it quits. It won't run. You have to let it cool down for about 20, 30 minutes, hmm. and then it'll start back up and drive it back home. Now, I had it at the dealers, and I've had it at three shops around here. Uh, they say it's the EGR, and this is, I can tell I've been to the through, comb through no. junkers for this. Yeah, it's not it's the, the EGR. It's the original. E- yeah. Well, it isn't. Okay, uh, well, they no. put a little gasket in there. They put a little gasket in it with hose in it, and it run for a while like that. And, and, and real quick, Mike, just to make or, or Jeff, just to make sure I'm clear, it's an '83 Dodge what? Dakota Ram 50. Oh, Ram, Ram 50, 50, the little oh, truck. The okay, got it. Oh, okay. Ram 50. So it's a Mitsubishi. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. We want. I wanted originally. I'm still not the EGR causing that. So no. doesn't matter. But that's no, not causing. It is not. It. No. Okay. All right. Lock or something. Yeah. There's yeah. something else going yeah. on with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been doing it for two years. Uh, sometimes I drove, one time I drove 200 miles and then it went back to backfiring and actually I was going to die and quit. Does it matter how hot it is outside, Jeff, as to what it does there? No, it doesn't matter Makes at no all. difference, huh? It's, uh, no. They had a, I was trying to think, trying to think back in my memory banks. I think there was some vapor lock issues with those fuel pumps on, on every well, everything back in those days, but yeah, I would almost add an auxiliary pusher, electric, yeah. you know, a rotary electric pump on that, Jeff. It'd come on with the key, okay, and just see if that doesn't help, you know, alleviate that. I, I to yeah. Ken's point, and even back in the day, I did some of those on those vehicles because oh, they were very well known for that. They were, yes, exactly. All right, well, I'll check into that then because I, I'm out of, I'm out of hope. So, because <laughs> I mean, for you too, the other thing to check really quick, it would kind of lead us on this direction is. When it stops, pull the air cleaner off, you know, pump the throttle a few times and see if there's any fuel squirting in the carburetor. I right. bet you there's not. Right, exactly. And and we're oh, guessing that okay. it is a fuel starvation if problem. If it's not if there's no yeah. fuel at that point, then our yeah. solution will fix it. Yeah. Uh that's it then. I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cuz I've had it off I've had it off 100 times. I didn't see any fuel. Okay. Then that's then okay. you, yeah, then you're vapor locking. Just yeah. put a, put an electric pump and actually the part number at, at Napa is a P60430. Use that pump. Off you go. Okay, P60340. Uh, P60340. It's a Carter rotary fuel pump sold through Napa, and they work great. All right. Thank you very much, fellas. You're very welcome, right. Jeff. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, Bill, Mike, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. One line open 303 477 5600. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Kurt Rogers with Affordable Interest Mortgage. You've heard me for the last eight years on KLZ, and today, my senior reverse mortgage manager of over 16 years, David Olson, has important information on reverse mortgages. Thank you, Kurt. I specialize in reverse mortgages, and as a senior of 75 years and owning a reverse mortgage, we face many precarious financial events. Today, we are facing a 40-year high inflation rate. The words inflation and fixed income are not compatible. How do we protect our financial stability in these difficult times? By having access to an increasing home equity line of credit, where your unused portions grow in value. An income stream for life, just like Social Security. Affordable interest mortgage. Just call 720-895-0500. Join me for a free, no-obligation conversation, your table or mine, and learn how a reverse mortgage can help you. That's 720-895-0500. David Olson. Relieve some of your financial stress in these trying times. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Today's broadcast of Drive Radio is an encore of a previous program, so we cannot take your calls. To find the Colorado Select auto service location near you, go to coloradoselect.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mike in Florida, you are next. Hey, John. How are we doing, Mike? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Okay, hey, we got. I got a question. Uh, I've been hearing on the news. I own. A, I have a Tucson, and these guys. Uh, I'm hearing on the on the news that uh, I guess they're, they're, they can steal them now. Oh yeah, easier. Yeah. So I bought a. Uh, I bought one of them uh, clubs that you put on the steering wheel. You good job. Other? No, good job on that one. That's probably. That's probably the biggest deterrent for a thief is you know when they look in the window and see a club. Honestly, Mike, I know they can still get a club off. I mean, they yeah. can drill the lock out and do things, but it's going to slow someone down enough that, yeah. honestly, they're going to move to the next car. 30 seconds okay, to a yeah. minute, they'll have one without. Um, that with one's that, five gonna, minutes, probably. Right. It could take four to five minutes with, with a club, so they're just going to move on to the next one. It's a pain, I know, okay. to put that thing you know on and off every time you go to park, but as far as deterrence go, Mike... Uh, you know, other than an inside, you know, parking place, it's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm doing the right thing. That's yeah. why I wanted to get your opinion on that too. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and that EPR, I've been using that, and and I have a Napa place down in uh, Florida that has a uh, they do a Napa Auto Care, uh-huh. and okay. it's like ten minutes away. So I put the EPR in there, and then they change oil. Perfect. And I do all those stuff. Good so, job. So nice. yeah, it's been working good. Perfect. Good, good. Yep, you're doing great. What part of, I can't remember, what part of Florida are you in, Mike? Okaloosa County. We're uh, at the Emerald Coast there. Yep. That's oh, a beautiful area. Yeah, it is. Beautiful spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm envious. It's a little warm in the summer. I was going to say, a little warm right now, but man, in January, we're very envious. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a good place. November <laughs> through March. That's right. No, it's a great place. Very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, lo- I love listening to you guys. Yeah, it's, it's- well, thank Good you. Thank you, Mike. Pass it around, and anybody else down there can listen to. We appreciate oh, yeah. you. Yeah, because no one in Florida has your kind of radio station. Well, we no appreciate that. There. Oh, good. Thank so, you, Mike. Great. Thank you. All right. Appreciate that thank very you. much. I really mean that. Uh, Dave and Thornton, go ahead, Dave. Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. I got a question for you. Yeah. I got a friend out in uh, coastal Georgia. She's a 2015 Cadillac SRX five, and she's looking for a tire recommendation. Mostly heat and rain out there. She was living here, and she's still got uh, all season tires. She didn't know if that was going out there. Um, Dave, on that one, personally speaking, given the fact she's in Georgia, it really doesn't need anything mud, snow, or anything. Just get a really good. I I think the the Michelin brand of tire, honestly, for where she's at and what she's doing, would be tough to beat. And I would just okay. do a highway tread. She doesn't need anything more aggressive right. than that for where she's at. Okay. And I had a second question. I've got a 2002 GMC three-quarter ton, and I just recently found out there was a uh, uh, recall, uh, a recall for the uh, driveline. 
what it was was on this truck, when you put it in reverse, here it would do this heavy clunk. It didn't affect drivability or anything, but I guess enough people had complained about it that GM issued a uh, recall. Is it too late to get that repaired? No. If recall is a, a recall is a recall. Right. If it's a recall, there's yep. no outdate. I think that was a programming update, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, and, and, and uh, by the way, for everybody else listening, great question, Dave. If a car has a recall period, does not matter the age, does right. not matter how many owners it's had. A right. recall is a recall is a recall. It's always free at whatever the manufacturer's dealership is that built that particular vehicle. So in your case, Dave, you know, is it Chevy or GMC? GMC. GMC. So any yeah. GMC dealer will be able to handle that recall. Yep. Okay, cool. And another question. On that same truck, I recalled a uh, while back to uh, recognition, Agile. Uh, uh, Sharks, uh, 37,000. Um, it doesn't feel like they're making them anymore. I can't find them anywhere online. Is that the case, or is that the case? Do you have a, uh, another recommendation for stock? And are you looking for Shocks? Is that what it was? Yeah, is that what I heard? You broke yeah. up just a little bit there. Yeah, yeah Shocks. It's a Shocks for a, a four-wheel drive, 2002, oh. 2500 HD. Yeah, you should be able to get any maker. Actually, the Bilsteins yeah. for that particular yeah, truck work very, very well. Yeah. Bill Saints? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. And on that same note, I was just watching a guy on, on YouTube. He had a, a similar vehicle, but uh, not a similar. It was a similar year, but it was a Tahoe. And what he'd done was he'd replaced his torsion bars with coilovers. And he said he'd drive no. a lot better. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, you can't do that do with four-wheel drive. Anyway, yeah, you so, can't anyways, yeah. and I would never do so, that. Right. Your torsion okay. is... is way more that that uh, yeah I mean, that three-quarter ton of yours yeah there. first of all you yeah. can't on your three-quarter right. ton it's impossible yeah. and i would never yeah. do it anyways a coil over you would have to be two-wheel drive I well know. there okay. are guys out there well uh, well, uh, well right right they'll right straight yeah, exactly. axle they'll do a sure, coil spring sure, and all yeah. kinds of stupid stuff dave and yeah. i say stupid well, because could, i would never do you that. could spend 30 40 grand never on something worth like that and make it a crawler and, and that's, that's exactly why I was calling and asking you. I was like, it sounded different to me. And it was one of those things I think we've discussed before. I mean, any one of these uh, auto manufacturers has an army of engineers on board for a reason. Yes. Yeah. And they decide their vehicle to run a certain way. I'm sure there's certain things that can be changed and maybe changed safely, but other stuff, I mean, the aftermarket stuff probably isn't a really great idea for a lot of stuff. I would not change that at all. Right. All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome, Dave. Thanks. Appreciate the phone call. And any more questions on those tires, she could even email us specifically. Tell her, just go to the web. even though she's in Georgia, just go to the website, drive-radio.com, and, and we'll handle the rest. So, Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Okay, I'm probably going to show my age, but when, what was it, John from Wyoming? Talking, it sounds like he comes from the same place that the country I came from. Yes. Maybe I knew his parents. <laughs> he may have. <laughs> When he was talking about, didn't he say the air conditioned house to the air conditioned car? Uh, I don't remember. Well, nobody had air conditioning. No. Everybody had uh, hot water heat. And back then, cars didn't come with air conditioning. Either you bought the box that you put on the roof. That's right. or, Or I think my uncle had a Lincoln or a Cadillac or something that I think had climate control in it. But none of my cars ever had air conditioning. No, you had to get into some more of the you know more luxury type cars. I mean, granted, we've had air conditioning on cars for a long, long time now. But you had to get into some of the luxury brands 
uh, and, dad, and upper end to even get air conditioning back in the day. Sure. Well, my dad had like, uh, I think it was like a 66 or a 68 Bonneville that was, you know, gigantic, top of the line. It could have had AC. Nah, no way I could Really? Because some of those did back then. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, his didn't. Yeah. But I, I didn't see air conditioning in cars until... Probably the no, it was it was an it was an, I mean believe it or not my '68 Buick Grand Sport that I had in high school that I still own actually has in '68 has air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I, and it blows as cold as it gets even today. One, well, old, old R12. <laughs> yep. Country, and all we did was open the windows. That's yeah, all we got. I've been on some of those trips for sure. Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. Bill, as always, appreciate it. Appreciate you as well. Thanks for calling. John Littleton, you're next. Hi, guys. I have a 2005 GMC Yukon XL. Okay. And uh, right now it'll start, but about two to three minutes later it will just stop. Um, The only thing that I know has happened recently to it is that uh, there was a problem with the battery terminals, and one of the terminals was, you could tell it was arcing a lot. So I... Clean those up, uh, replace the nuts and everything, and put all that back together. But it still has that problem. Huh. It'll start, but, and then when it stalls, does it start right back up? or? No, it will not. What Does it just crank, or what does it do? Yes, it just cranks. Okay. What and year, if I what wait year a again? While, I missed the year. 05. Yeah. It's an 05 with a 5.3 liter. Yeah. So fuel pump. I, that's what I would think. Tend to think it's more of a fuel pump type issue. Uh, or, I, well, did, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I did check the fuel pressure, okay. and it was 60 psi. And it would crank and not start at 60 psi. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, second thing to check was, of course, would be spark on that. The camshaft sensors, we see them every now and then on those that have failed that can cause that type of issue. And being that it runs for three minutes or whatever and then stalls, and then does it once it cools down or once it sits for a little bit, then it'll restart and do the same thing? Correct. Okay. I, I would tend to think it's possibly a camshaft sensor. You might want to see if there's any codes or history in the computer maybe pointing that direction. Um, so uh, because of the battery problem, I have a feeling all the codes kind of got, would they still be there? Or possibly. They have gotten, if it depends. has stalled since then, right. If depends. it has stalled since then, possibly. Okay. I can check that. Yeah. But you know, I'm trying to think. Typically the camshaft sensor won't make it stall though. Once it's it just starts running. It start. Right. Yeah. That's a peculiar one. But uh, check for spark would be your next next thing and you know when it stalls and if you don't have any spark then kind of have to start looking into the computer controls and things like that see what it's see what signals it's getting yeah i think the next thing i would do when it stalls is you take two people but figure out if it has spark or not now if it has spark and still isn't firing now we're back to the fuel end of it right maybe the injectors aren't firing or something yeah yeah Yeah. So, so i know about a month ago uh, it's my daughter's car, of course. Uh, it was hesitating, uh, missing horribly. So I found there was two bad plugs. So I replaced all the plugs, and that fixed that. And it was been running fine ever since until this last issue. Hmm. Now, well, how many miles are on it, by the way? Oh, like two thirty. Have you ever put a fuel pump in it? Well, we've had it for probably thirty thousand miles, and I never have. That's hard to say then at that point. I mean, 
given it's given she's got it, you're not with it all the time. I mean, I think for just peace of mind, I'd put a fuel pump in it just to be, you know, because that year, you know, that era, they were about a hundred thousand mile pump was about it. Yeah. And is there a reason it would still have fuel pressure though? And well, that's the thing. Hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I. If you got sixty, it should it should, it should run start to run. But you, but well, that too. So they had to have a certain amount. I mean, they had to be. You know, if you had fifty nine, it wouldn't start. If you right. had sixty, it would. That's right. So you know, if that gauge is off a little bit, okay. Before I think, you, I think the specs are it needs fifty eight to run. If I'm if my memory is correct, fifty eight to sixty right. somewhere in that neighborhood to run. But to, to Ken's point, if your gauge is off ever so slightly, because I do know this, if they drop even to fifty seven, they won't run. Right, they won't start. So, right, but yeah, if they stall, yeah. But the, uh, try it. The stalling so thing's weird. Easier, right? Exactly. Normally, we won't get them fired up at all. Right, and first thing to do would be to. If when it stalls the next time, spray in the intake. See if you get it. See if it wants to fire. Yeah, a little bit of carb cleaner. Yeah, a little bit of. Just see if it'll fire. A little bit of brake parts cleaner in whatever. the intake anything, while somebody's flammable. cranking on it. That's right. Yeah, just to see if it'll if it'll fire. If it fires, you're looking at a fuel pump. Right. That's the easiest way to check yeah. it. Yeah. And where would the place to to spray be? Um, just take the take the right off the front of the throttle body. Be the easiest on that truck. It's yeah. right in front. Yeah, it's just right in front. Just pull the boot off okay. the throttle body and spray yeah, it right in there. Just spray it in there. Don't spray a ton in there. But no, just know, a little bit because yeah. you're not picking up mass airflow sensor right. and everything at that point. But we just want to see if it'll fire with a little yeah. bit of carb cleaner or 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 brake yeah. cleaner or whatever. If it yeah. will, now you know what direction to head, John. Exactly. Yeah, because if it that's is the fastest vehicle. way to check it outside right. of everything we're talking about. If it fires, then you know you have spark. You're not getting fuel. Exactly. So now the only other question I had for you: Could the the battery voltage have anything to do with this? Yes. Always yes. Yeah. On any computer controlled vehicle, battery voltage is key. Yes. Yeah. That's sure on any be, vehicle. Because by I know the way. that I had to recharge the battery, um, and I just assumed that she cranked it too much and killed it, but. Um, I had to recharge it a second time, so I'm wondering if the battery could be an issue here where it'll start. You know, That's another um, maintenance then, item as well, too. How, I mean, what's the age of the current battery? Right. Because, you know, I'm, a little, I'm one of those where if that thing starts to get four years of age or a little longer. Time to go. And, it's not, and I'm not with it all the time. I'm putting a battery in it. Yeah. No, this is only about a year and a half, but it has okay. a warranty on it, so uh, I can you, always. You always yeah. warranty it out, but I. If yeah. it's a year and a half and it I, takes a charge and charge is probably not the problem. The, the starting and stalling thing is what that's is what's bothering weird. me. Yeah. yeah, because normally if it'll fire up, yeah. it's not a battery issue after that. Right, exactly. And if it cranks after that, I mean it's that's it, right. It's it, not a battery. The, the battery's not going to make it stall. Correct. For one. So one thing that we've run into a few times on those two is ignition switches. You know, once they're they just don't get in the right position and they'll. You know, jostle around or whatever. Yeah, they'll get heated up and whatever, right. and shut off, and then they won't, you know, turn on everything that it needs to. So we've run into that in a few cases too, but not as common as some of the other things. But yeah. And if you do a pump, if you do end up finding this and needs a pump, do the relay and everything with it as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a. Um, I actually just changed the. You mean in the fuse box that relay? Yeah. Yes. I just changed that relay because I pulled that out. Okay. Um, okay. And it had like a little. It looked like it was overheated, I'll say, Okay. at oh. one time. So I just dropped in a new relay, and the, the problem still occurs. What did it look like? So you said the relay looked overheated. What about the terminals where you plug it into? They look fine. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Weird that it would be overheated. I mean, normally yeah. we change those just as a precautionary thing. You're doing everything else, right. anyways, yeah. not because the relay is bad. To to look overheated, yeah. I would look really closely then at the whole fuel circuit. You know, yeah. wiring going down to it, the pump, and so on. Well, and one thing too. Well, I mean, obviously you're getting pressure, so when you turn the key on, you hear the pump click on and all that stuff. The other, the other thing we yeah, don't it, know it, here, it, and the reason why I would almost say put a fuel pump module in it is, given the fact you don't know the history of the vehicle, somebody could have even wired on right. a rotary pump at the bottom of the module and we have no idea what's going on well, there two with those so right. every, every fuel pump you buy with those comes with an updated harness if somebody put butt connectors in there with, right. which they come with instead of soldering them in you could have a voltage drawback there and stuff like that so See, all these things with these vehicles we've all run across. And, and with and this many miles so and many, you only yeah. owning at 30K of it, we don't know the history yeah. at all. You don't, no, I should say. very true. Yeah. That's no, the I issue. definitely don't. And you definitely don't want to pull that tank out unless you have to. Only once. <laughs> well, that, that's, why I was, yeah, that's why I was wondering with the good pressure. I was like, oh. yeah. I mean, there not. yeah, there's so many things. John, with that, yeah. if, if you get anything else, i got to run to a break. If anything else, send me an email and we'll try to walk you through it. Thank you, guys. You bet, man. Appreciate it. We'll be right back, guys. Hang tight. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass Glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Today's broadcast of Drive Radio is an encore of a previous program. We cannot take your calls, but you can still get your questions answered by going to drive-radio.com, click the Contact tab, and leave your questions. We will respond to you by email. And we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Dave is up next. Dave, welcome. Hey, John. Quick question for you, buddy. Uh, I've got a friend of mine whose father just passed away, and he left him a uh, 1989 gold wing uh, Honda that's got about 35,000 miles on it. Does that have any value to it at all? Not a lot. Being that old, yeah. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, there's some, but not yeah. not a ton. Yeah. Where would you go to try and find a uh, buyer for sort Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Honestly, that right now, selling that kind of a car, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace yeah. is the best. Yeah. Fastest. Uh, it's a motor, the motorcycle. Sure. Yep. Yep. Facebook motor. motor Facebook place. marketplace. Yeah. So if you don't have so, Facebook, have somebody that does list it for you and sell yeah. it that way. Yeah. Marketplace. Any, any off the top of your head, any value you put on there at all? Uh, maybe just I would Google that and just see if there's anything out there that. You know, they are sale. not bringing a ton of money. I mean, I've kind of looked at those here and there, and yeah. I hate to say this, but I mean, I just I just looked one up. You can buy a '90 trike for uh, about fifteen hundred bucks, which doesn't make that thing worth much at all. Yeah. No, no, it's my thought too, but I thought I'd ask you. Yeah. I mean, it's almost Thanks, where John. if you get somebody to pay you any kind of money, that'll take it, use it, and have fun with it, and yeah. count your blessings. I mean, if it starts up and runs, sure. and yeah. exactly. Just get it out of the garage. Well, again, because it's not going to increase in value. I hate to say that, but it's there's no collector value to it. So I mean, that was you know one of those bikes were great bike. A lot of guys loved them. You know, a lot of guys hated them. It just depended. But yeah, it's. I mean, I'm looking at here's a 2003 at 4,500 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My thought was, you know, if you get anybody to take it off your hands and just get it out of the garage. You're going to be better off. Yeah, so, you yeah, are, and but, and there's some other ones that are higher priced than that. And again, I, I'm not a gold wing expert, so I can't tell you why some yeah, of them are what higher priced or lower priced. Exactly. Or, yeah, I mean, there's so many. How well it's been maintained and so on. I mean, I I would probably put it on marketplace at around that five to seventy five hundred dollar price range and just see what happens. Five hundred to seven hundred. Five thousand to seventy. Well, I think five thousand. It would oh, bring okay. that, I believe. Facebook marketplace. So if you're looking. 
you're looking to buy anything on there, like a camper van or whatever, would that be a good place to go to? Yeah, and and yeah, it would be. And Larry just looked that one up uh, as far as values go. Sixty-eight forty is what the, a very good value average is forty-five hundred. So I wasn't far off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Forty-eight eighty-nine. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Mickey, I got a minute left. Go ahead, sir. Nineteen seventy-three, sixty-nine GTO four hundred with a four hundred turbo hydromatic. Uh, drags got rained out. So we figured on the way back since everything was running good. Cool, clear, cool, clear night. The speedo goes to 140. Pushed it all the way to the 140, and then down at the bottom it says break. Well, when it got to the B, it you stopped. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it told us to, so we did. That was good. <laughs> wow, that's good. Yep. And here's the 1995 when everybody, 90% of the drivers on the highway became law-abiding citizens when they dropped the 55 mile an hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do 65 Good legally. And, yeah. Mickey, I'll let you go with that. I appreciate it. Ken Rackley, <laughs> yeah. Tech Automotive out in Aurora. Give him your number real quick. Yeah, phone number is 303-364-3391. All right, appreciate it. Next week, Laprino Foods, the uh, Sons of Italy Car Show, will be out there at that 38th and Pecos, roughly, is where we'll be. We'll talk more about it as soon as I come on air, and I'll talk about it this week on The Daily Show as well. But, guys, have a great weekend. Sportsman of Colorado is next. Otherwise, we'll see you next week out at the car show. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.